You have some you of your teeth. You have some of your teeth. Where? <laughs> you got it. You got it. Hold on. Okay. I wanted to tell you. <laughs> I, it like made you lose all your momentum. My day has been very difficult, Ashley. So the food in the teeth right now is handling my problems. (laughs) Um, uh, Oh, my God. I'm so glad that you're here, ladies and gentlemen and everybody in between. (laughs) So excited to have a dear friend of mine that I have kind of become very close to over the past year. We met doing comedy at the stand, and we became BFFs of yes. Uh <laughs> She is a very successful career woman. I mean, <laughs> career woman. Is that bad? No, I it's love not, it. I yeah. just feel like very, she's working she's, nine to five. Yeah, like it's, it's giving no attitude. It's giving like pumps and a pencil skirt. Right, and uh, <laughs> we're we're doing very much the eighties from uh, Dolly Parton right now. She's, got, she's working that nine to five. Uh, actually, she's not working the nine to five I because would never. she's so successful <laughs> in what she does. You, she was recently on Tamron Hall. She's been on Good Morning America. My God, the list goes on and on. They just came out with a... She just co-founded a company called Vibes Only, which is a female empowerment and pleasure app. Yes. Erotic audio and sex toys. And sex toys. And she is the co-host of the very fabulous and... So much fun podcast, world renowned, girls got to eat. Ladies and gentlemen, Ashley Hesseltine. I'm so oh glad to be here. This is this has literally been six months in the making. I know. I'm so glad we can make it happen. Okay, so I love that. Like we actually are besties and like friends. I'm so excited because uh, I've actually had the I've been bestowed the honor of opening for Ashley. In Boston, Chicago, New York, and now Denver, Denver coming up November 4th and 5th. Yes. So excited about that. Uh, it has been an amazing experience that I've been just so fortunate to be a part of. Because I just, it's hard to find someone that you really work well with and that you get along and that you travel well with yeah. and everything. That's very hard. People don't realize that. Traveling together with another comic is, oh, very interesting. Well, so, and that's why it's been so great doing this, doing Girls Gotta Eat with Raina. Yeah. Because I'm, we get along so well. Yeah. And we aren't alone on the road. Right. Like, I, I get why people bring their friends out with them on the road. Right. And, I mean, some people just don't have a good friend that they also would want to open for them. I'm so lucky that I do have you. And I mean, I've brought some other people out too, but it's like, I actually like to hang out with you during the day. We have so much fun. Oh my God. Yeah. When she's not on Wordle. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I knew that was coming. Yes. (laughs) You drug us out to the deep suburbs of Chicago. Okay. First of all, she had no complaints. 
about the food it, it when was, we got it. I was like in panic mode. I was like, I just wanted to go to like a cute brunch place. I cannot believe we'll be in the car for 40 minutes. And then it was actually the best meal I had that whole trip. I don't understand why people don't trust me more. I really don't. Just trust a gay, okay? That's true. I'm not going to steer you wrong. I have to tell this to my boyfriend a lot. I God <laughs> love him. I don't know how he puts up with me. But I have to tell him constantly. I'm like, babe, just trust me. And he's like, ah! And then somehow he's like, yeah, okay, you were right. And I was like, yeah, I know. I know. I'm not going to take you to like O'Hare Airport and be like, well, we're going to go to TGI Fridays <laughs> in was, Terminal 2. That's so lit, though. <laughs> First of all, I have a deep love for TGI Fridays. Do you really? Uh, yeah. I mean, where do you want to start? I used to, it's my favorite restaurant growing up. Like, and that was, I'm like from a small town, like to go into TGI Fridays into the big city of Dover on like a special occasion was my favorite thing to do. And then I ended up. I mean, I did TJ Fridays for like my 18th birthday. Like when I was younger, I just thought like TJ Fridays was the pinnacle of adulthood. Like getting off work, getting off your nine to five and like going to the bar for happy hour and like having a mudslide and some apps. And like it, do you remember like the, the marketing was like, it's so wild in here. Like it looks so fun. And that was back when the, the servers wore all that flair. And I was just like, TGI Fridays as an adult is going to be so lit. And then I ended up dating this bouncer at TGI Fridays, which I do do this in my stand up. But, you know, like not many TGI Fridays have security bouncers, but the one in Dover, Delaware did. And we dated. And so I could get in there underage for karaoke night and just throw back all the Long Island iced teas I wanted. And so I have this very deep love for TGI Fridays. Anyway. When I was a teenager, I played the flute and sat home and watched Golden Girls. <laughs> I'm not I'm not saying that I I'm just saying that when I was a kid, I was like This is yeah. I would be there with my family. Also like eating. our version of uh, my version was Perkins. Oh my god. Okay. Is that where is that? There's a lot of judgment. No, no, no. I'm thinking if I know it. Perkins, Denny's. It's uh, maybe it's a Midwestern thing. Oh, I know Denny's. Yeah. Okay. But like Perkins restaurant. Oh my God. Lived at Perkins. <laughs> After theater class, we would all go to Perkins. I do, I think I've seen. I definitely have seen. I was Perkins. still in the closet back then. <laughs> Why are we doing this? She's. A, Can we talk about sex and dicks and. I mean, we're gonna get to that, but somehow <laughs> we got. Jesus Christ! My God! I didn't know she was so horny. Um. <laughs> All right, before we get into all that, I want to get a little bit background on Ashley and what kind of got her into Girls Gotta Eat and then stand up and where everything kind of fell into place. Is that yeah, a good question? I yeah, know. I love that question. My life story. Um, I <laughs> I grew up in Delaware. I went to school at Clemson, um, which was an odd choice. And I, I'll just leave it at that but I enjoyed my college experience and then so that kind of brought me to Atlanta after that because mm. I was already in the south I really liked Atlanta so I, I was in Atlanta from graduating college until I moved to New York in um, 2017 so that was where I entered into my career started stand-up started blogging um, got into some TV and radio things I I guess I was like an influencer even before we used that word. I started this huge Instagram account called Bros Being Basic. That was kind of my big like something's happening. I'm going to make it moment where I was right. just like blew up on the internet and this thing that I created really took off. And um, so I did all that in, in Atlanta and then moved to New York, you know, five or five 
plus almost six years ago. Can I just say, John Ossa, the senator from Georgia, can get it. Yeah. Can get it. Uh, yeah, he can get it. Get it. He's like a mix of the Big Bang Theory meets a Hallmark movie. He is absolutely the love interest in a Hallmark movie. Oh for God, sure. he is. He, you like such go. You go back to your interest. hometown. He's yeah. working at the Christmas tree farm. And yeah. Then you guys fuck. Just kidding. <laughs> they don't fuck in the Hallmark movies. I wish they would. They don't. I wish that like. I just. I'm a big. I like those movies a lot. I've kind of transitioned out of Hallmark as much. I like Netflix does really good ones now, like all those cheesy holiday movies. But yeah, I wish they would have more sex. Like, cause I'm down for the cheesy romance, but I also want to see some, some fucking. I but, also but, will say this about the Hallmark channel. Uh, I am shocked that they can get away with using the same characters or the same people cast in these roles over and over and I over know. again with just different love interests. Yeah, like this Candace Cameron Burr, like, who yeah. I'm definitely out on her. Um, oh, yeah. A lot of people that are in the Hallmark mix, I'm not, I don't really align with their values. So, but I'm telling you, I could talk about this for the next hour. I know these type of movies inside out and Netflix is kind of slipped into the spot where they are doing them a lot better. Hulu is Good. even lifetime is better than Hallmark these days. Like Hallmark used to have the chokehold on these movies. Right. And now everyone's sliding into that spot and doing it better. I'm just going to say it. Right. You know what these are? The movies that they're premiering on Hallmark are those romance novels from Danielle Steele. Minus Back the sex. The minus, yeah. With a maybe a little <laughs> bit of tongue if you're lucky. No, no. It's tongue. for children. They're for you're children. Not, you're not allowed to do tongue. True, on true. Hallmark. So now you started in Atlanta, but what kind of got you really invested in stand up? Like, was there ever something during your childhood that kind of pushed you to want to entertain in front of people? Mm -hmm. Like, what was that whole experience? And, yeah, so I have always been really outgoing, extroverted. I love attention. I love to make people laugh. I think that I realized at a really young age that that was my value. And I was really, I really wanted to be well liked. I really wanted to be popular in school. I was like, I got really good grades. I was always in like honors and stuff, but I didn't want, I didn't, wasn't really into that. Like, I was like, I don't, I don't want to be like a nerd, you know? Like, can it, I ask you something though? Huh? As a child, and I feel like a lot of people who go through this, were you insecure? Um, yeah. Well, I would say that I, we're all insecure about different things, but I mm. don't feel like I was deeply insecure. I, my parents are so supportive and love mm. me so much. Like I, I don't feel like I had so many deep insecurities that I possibly could have honestly just attributing that all to my parents and maybe, mm. I mean, you know, maybe who I am on the inside, but yeah, for sure. I mean, I had, it was very insecure about, not like ha having boyfriends and like mm -hmm. guys not liking me. Mm -hmm. And I really, it was like, I was like the last girl. To, I mean, not the la dead last, but I was a late bloomer when it came to like first kiss, like having sex for the first time, having yeah. my first boyfriend, like all those things. So I yeah. really felt insecure that people would like bring it up or, you know, that was the thing that, so, and I also, again, was like in with the popular girls. So all those girls were always having boyfriends and doing all these things. And I just felt like a little bit behind, but I always was well-liked and popular. And I think a lot of that was because I was funny. I mean, I realized it very young. Like I will say that I did my first stand up in first grade during show and tell, like I didn't have anything to show. And I got up and like told this insane story and like made the class laugh and like saw a lot of 
value in that and really like making people laugh. So that's was kind of always who I was. It was like the funny girl. Yeah. You know, and then and then once I started to like have sex and then I was like had all these sex stories. So like when I went off to college, people kind of thought I was like crazy. And, you know, I was a really open for being a girl that was like in the South and talking about all this stuff. So I feel like my brand where I became comedy with being really open, especially about sex and dating and all these things kind of all came together in college, like, you know, high school, college. That's really cool. Thanks. I think like for me too, a little bit that a lot of why I perform in front of people is an inherent insecurity that I've had since childhood that I've always wanted people to like me. Mm-hmm. And so performing and hearing the validation through laughter when I'm on stage or doing skits or something like that has helped kind of reinforce that validation. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, you hear that a lot. I, of, and I don't know if this is your story, but comedians being deeply insecure and seeking validation by people laughing at them. That is not what I resonate with now, personally. Yeah. I really, that's not why I feel like I do comedy. I do love it. I feel like I'm good at it. I love making people laugh, but I don't need that validation so much. And I feel like I have gotten out of a place. I just feel, I'm, I'm just really confident. I mean, tr- truly, like in at my core. And I'm not saying this in a No, comparison. I'm not saying you're that now. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think as a, as a beginning a lot of people do start. For sure. I mean, that a, path so, in entertainment so because of a lot of insecurities they have and the need for not fitting in. And so they take that and use that as a basis for their comedy. Yeah, I and you yeah. can become very driven in that way where yeah. it you actually do need it and crave it but you can also it can also ruin you if your whole self-worth is based on validation from other people um that's hard but yeah so i that's not really where i feel like i do seek validation and what i my self-worth but i just felt like everything i wanted to do in life like i just would look at like chelsea handler for example which if you listen to our podcast you know that you know we had a little bit thing with her i wouldn't consider myself I don't look at her the same way that I did back then. But I will say, I mean, she, and we know, everybody knows this. Like she was the person I looked up to the most when Chelsea lately was on. Right. I was like, I want that. I want to, I want to do this. And people like her in the female comedy space. And I was like already blogging and I was doing TV and radio stuff in Atlanta. And I just knew that stand up comedy was the missing piece of like, I, everybody that I'm looking towards that I want to be like or looking to for inspiration is doing comedy. I can't right. be scared of this anymore. And my story was probably a lot of people's similar story in standup that it is this terrifying thing. I set a goal for myself. I was like, I want to do this before I turned 30. I was late on that too. Um, but whatever, whatever your journey takes you, a lot of people obviously start way earlier than that. But I just went to this girl's open mic and she did her first set ever. She did five minutes. And I was like, I can do that. Like, oh, okay, I can do that. Because I think a lot of people go to like the cellar or they go to the stand and they're like, I could never do that. And that's not the start of it. We, we've been out here doing this for, you know, some people 20 years. Like, you know, everybody at least five years for the most part. Everybody with some exceptions. Somewhere. But I'm saying like a lot of people, you hear yeah. them say that they went to like an open mic and then they were like, oh, I can do that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. if you see the actual entry point, it's better than going to 
an elite comedy club and being intimidated. Anyway, right. I don't know that we're trying to give advice for people to get into stand up, but I do feel like that's a lot of people's stories that you just like go to that thing and you're like, oh, it is still scary. Don't get me wrong. I mean, oh, I was like, God, yeah. couldn't even breathe when I used to just do comedy. I'd be like, I'm going to leave. I'm going to, I'm going to pretend I'm, I do too. And I also think that when it comes, we just talked about this on our, our recent episode, our episode coming out with Jade Iovine. Um, and we did bring, we did talk about her dad. Cause I can't talk to her without talking about her dad. I'm like, tell your dad I said hi. Uh, but I, <laughs> it's, it is so much about just changing your own perspective. This is stuff that you can learn from podcasts, from your therapist, all these things. Like yeah. you kind of have to do the internal work because these things can literally go either way. And there's this fine line between negative self-talk and, in, you know, being motivated or like inspiring yourself. Right. And I think that I, at least when it's women, cause women, I'm comparing myself to women. I'm not comparing myself to the same people you're comparing yourself to. Like I'm comparing myself to people who are like similar to me in terms of my content, in terms right. of my look, in terms of my age and, and right. the space that we're in. And then when they are doing well, I tell myself like, that's great news for me. People like it. They, you know, there is enough to go around. Like the, the rising tide lifts all boats, whatever. I keep fucking this up. I keep trying to get it right. I should just Google it. But it, it's good news. And especially it's for, like for me, at least she is full of quotes. Maybe, today. maybe it's with you with like, with the gays. You're like, the, we're, do, we're crushing it collectively. I don't know. Like, do you feel like this? No. Oh, <laughs> but do you compare yourself to other like gay male comics? Like, do you feel like you're, compa- if you're comparing yourself, is it someone that you feel like is similar type of person? I don't know if I compare myself to other gay male comics. <laughs> I probably compare myself to comics in general. I would love to be where Matteo Lane is at and how successful and fabulous and wonderful he is. And I would love to have the following that Tim Dillon does for his podcast, right? So there are goals that I look at and be like, yes. You know, am I ever going to have a six-pack like Matteo Lane? Oh, God, no. (laughs) I... No, my body was not built for six pack. My body was built to herd goats in <laughs> Afghanistan. That is what my body. <laughs> Stop it. You're the... not a goat herder body. <laughs> I do. I have a goat herder body. No, I'm okay you... with that. Oscar. I'm okay with that. <laughs> so, no... all right. All right. Okay. So we got that. We've, we've talked about your background. I love that. It's amazing. Um, we're going to go into the main portion of the podcast where I get to ask my guests what their first gay experience was. So Ashley Hesseltine, what was your first gay experience? I had two things. I couldn't decide between the two, but they're both relatively short, but I will say I had a friend in middle school, I guess, going into high school, like kind of eighth ninth like that area and we were like really close and I did feel like she just viewed me a little differently than than I viewed her I feel like it was a little too much I feel like it was a little obsessive like she didn't like when I hung out with like other friends you know it was just kind of territorial Mm -hmm. for for a friend just for like a buddy and she wrote me these long letters like basically we just kind of started to drift apart a little bit I I started to get a little it turned off by the like obsessive um, okay, territory nature. yeah of the of the friendship and I became friends with some other people and I just you know was doing other things and she was like freaking out she wrote me these long letters and it was a lot and then obviously later she came out um so looking back I was like oh, okay so she wanted to date me um and I it all it put it into perspective because 
I didn't really think at that time she's a lesbian. She wants she wants me. You know, right. like I just was like, she's a jealous friend. Okay. Because was- I know that there are, I know kids now who I went to high school with that are gay, of yeah. course, but they probably came out in college. I mean, yeah. even I feel like on our podcast, when I talk to people or we have people and we talk to them about coming out, it's, it isn't often in high school, right? Even like, what do you think? Now, I mean, nowadays, oh, well, so much I think more. For me, nowadays, with social media and the influx of supportive, oh my gosh, so the much. supportive nature behind a lot of political figures and companies and celebrities, it is slightly easier to come out of the closet. However, when I came out, I wasn't in high school. I mean, listen. No one in high school knew I was a homosexual besides <laughs> the fact that I played the flute and was rabbi in the famed production of Fiddler on the Roof. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really have to come out. Right. But I still came out to my family, but I didn't come out until after high school. To your family even? Yep. Yeah. So. I mean, listen, my parents never had the birds and the bees talk with me. Because I'm pretty sure they looked at me and they were like, <laughs> no. <laughs> really? Yeah. They were like, we get it. No one ever had that conversation with me. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, Yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm really trying to like jog my memory. It's okay. Because it, to me. It, well, what was the second story? Oh, and I will say, okay. So I would say that the most, when I really was surrounded by so many gay people was definitely not at Clemson. But when I would work in the summers in um, at the beach. So Rehoboth Beach is very oh, gay God. friendly. Yeah. Gay. It's like the it's really like probably beautiful. Incredible. And it's everything's really nice. You know, yeah. it's like great restaurants and shopping and it's beautiful. So, I mean, Rehoboth, I would like to see the numbers on the concentration of the gay population because it is a small town and it's so gay in terms of like so many gay bars, gay restaurants. It's just like so many drag shows, like all concentrated in a very small beach town. So I love it. And I worked at a restaurant my two summers in a row between my freshman and sophomore year in college and sophomore and junior year in college um, that was ran by, you know, a gay man. It was super gay friendly. It was all gay clientele, people who worked there. Also like families and whatever, but straight people too. But, and so that was really where it was like, I became so many, so I had so many more gay friends from that because I was in college and I would say, you know, I went to school in the South, a little more conservative in general than going to school at like NYU or something. Where do you feel? And, I, and if this question is too personal, just let me know. Where do you feel? And do you, well, do you feel that it was a part of your upbringing? But also, where do you feel that you became very accepting and just kind of like, these are people? Do you feel like that was your upbringing? Or do you feel like what? Because a lot of people, when they're not really exposed to an LGBT community early on, mm-hmm. getting into that kind of atmosphere later on is kind of like, oh, wow, what's going on? Where do you feel like that helped you move into an area during, you know, during that time that you were working at these places that allowed you to be kind of like, oh, this is so fun and this is so cool. And this yeah. is, and these are people just like, you know, anybody else. So much of this is just my parents. I mean, my yeah. parents are like the most accepting people. Like, I mean, I just, 
I, get, I attribute who I am to my parents completely, my upbringing. I think that's really cool. Yeah, thanks. My, I mean, my brother is the same way. Like, my brother is, in terms of, hasn't experimented. <laughs> he's just a straight dude. But he's like, when we were watching the VMAs recently, and who... um. Bad Bunny was it? He kissed the man, the guy and the girl. Was it? Oh, Bad Bunny? I don't know. I didn't watch. I thought it was Bad Bunny. It was. I one, think it's Bad Bunny. And he kissed one of his back. Yeah, yeah, women, yeah. Bad back Bunny, of dancers and male. Ba- yeah, Bad Bunny dancers. kissed up one. And yeah. my brother was like, "That is so dope!" Like my brother was like, "That's fucking awesome!" And then he was seeing that people were criticizing it. He got like mad. He got like so mad. Like we were brought up and like, why the fuck do you care? Yeah. Why do you care? Like I grew up my when I I was dated. Not always, but I had a few boyfriends that were black, and like, it was like, why the fuck do you care about this? Why does anybody, this? Care? Why why does anybody, anybody care? care? I know. Thank you very much for sharing that. I appreciate yeah. that. Uh, we're gonna move on to our next topic, which I love, and that is disappointed. <laughs> so, Ashley, what you're gonna do is you're gonna share a wild and crazy, possibly embarrassing hookup story. <laughs> so. Um, I have so many of these in the bank and it's funny because all my recent sexual experiences like this summer were like pretty great and not disappointing. And so I asked Raina to remind me of my own life because nobody, she knows me better than I know myself and I know her better than she knows herself. Like yeah. our stories, like if she was like, Ashley, what story should I tell on this podcast? I'd be like this one and like, same, you know, she was like, duh, Ashley, the, you know, story. Yeah. so last summer, last summer I hooked up with this guy. I love Raina, um, by the way. I love, she I loves love, you too. I love you both so much. Thanks. I just, like, we I love sh- you too. I just like, it's a happy place. Oh yeah. She's In good a energy. World of, yeah. It's a happy place. Being with you two is a happy place that in a, in a business that often sometimes is just very curt. I don't know why people have to be assholes. Just be nice. I know. So it seems like it's so much hard energy to be an asshole. Oh God. Like, yeah. I guess it's a lot of energy to smile and be nice to sometimes. But... <laughs> Life is amazing. Um, but anyway, your dick's appointed story. Raina go. So it was with Raina <laughs> and this is actually my lesbian story as well. I'm kidding. <laughs> also did Madonna come out? Okay. We'll talk about it. Ugh. Um, Listen, I wouldn't say that this guy was like a disappointment, but I do want to talk about a couple things from the sexual experience. So last year, actually, this was after Raina's birthday. I did hook up with this guy. And this was like the first guy I'd slept with in quite some time because of COVID. So like I remember we Raina's birthday is in June, June of 2021, that night after we got off this boat that we did, we all ended up at this bar. And that was the first bar I'd been in where it was like no restrictions since COVID. Like yeah. June of, tw- like it, everything had just been lifted, you know? And I was with this guy and we've been flirting all night and we like made out in the bar. I'm like, this is, I mean, that was enough to just get me so wet that we were making out in a bar a- after COVID. I'm sorry. Keep going. People are relating to this. We all had been, <laughs> my levels are too loud. Um, so we go back to my place and we we start hook, we start hooking up and I was like we started having sex and he was standing and I was at the end of the bed like you know like legs kind of hanging like he was kind of he was standing I was laying down on the bed you know it's like almost like were your you legs in me? the air um I don't really maybe at one point but it was just at the edge of the bed you know okay and 
I was like, this is going great. I'm like pretty close. Like the bed's height. a good height, whatever yeah. height. It just worked out for us. Okay. And um, he, I'm just so used to beds being so low to the ground. I know. Because, I, like, you know I don't like I don't a low have, bed. Yeah. I like a higher bed. Yeah. That's for rich people though. <laughs> My bed frame's from Amazon. I will not. Rich people and have I, high beds. And I, have I don't a, know he, why. And I have a Helix mattress. You guys can go take the quiz at helixsleep.com slash GGE and get $200 off your first mattress. Don't, <laughs> don't do promos. I'm on. kidding. But that is the code. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I have the Moonlight Locks. I've got it's a to thick start mattress. reconsidering. <laughs> so... We're, I'm like feeling like I'm about to come. You know what's going to be, you know what's going to happen? She's going to say that whole thing and I'm going to keep it, but I'm going to cut out the code word. Fine. Whatever. <laughs> keep going. Go listen to Girls Got right. Eat and get the code over there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You, guy, bed. So I'm like, this is going so well. And usually like, it's hard for me to come when I'm drunk. You know, you're just kind of desensitized and I'd had a lot to drink. And we, all of a sudden he like leans down. And he like whispers something in my ear. I'm like, what's this going to be? It's going to be so sexy. And he was like, hold on. We have to stop for a second. I was like, what? He was like, I have to take off my shoes. He had been fucking me this whole time. Pants around the ankles. Timberlands on. Like, I was like, what? Oh, that's hot. I guess. But like, why did he stop? Like, just keep going. Maybe he wanted to get more comfortable. I I feel like. That's hot. But we had to stop to unlace. And then I was like, why were you wearing these Timberlands on the boat? I mean, I think it was a good look, but I was like, what? They weren't slip off. It wasn't like he had some all birds on. And so that was like part one. And then part two was that he and I, we were just like super all over each other the whole night. And then we like took a break from the sex. And then we like had, well, I don't know, we had maybe had a snack, or whatever, went back to it. And we were sitting on the floor. We were probably like playing with my dog. And then, can I ask you something? What? After you had those snacks, did you then brush your teeth or did you just go right into it? What? Who? Who cares? It's not like we was not on garlic cloves. Yeah, I, I, you can make out after you eat. What? You just brush your teeth every time you eat? No, but when you say snacks, I think like Doritos and then maybe some peanut M and M's and I, and then maybe don't. some like devil dogs and then maybe like you know i just don't care about that at all like i remember but then i'm like all that stuff i know i should worry more i I think guys don't give a fuck at all like bad breath morning breath maybe but i like i don't really get like bad breath big on flossing pro tip after you floss and you smell your floss if it smells bad that means you need to floss more (laughs) yeah I hate that. Yeah, that's gross. But everybody should be flossing. Well, yeah. You are right. So, that's not me. No, like I remember. Like, I just remember that's what my dentist said. I was uh, fucking this guy in this hotel room not too long ago. And we had just eaten some snacks from the mini bar. And I was like, as we're making out, I was like, I can. I feel that honey mustard pretzel in the back of my teeth. And like, I just, I think I'm. This is why I asked you and if I, you brushed I, your and teeth. And I said something. Oh, no. It, no, it was Parmesan crisps. And I was like, can you taste that Parmesan? He was like, Ashley, you're disgusting. I was like, what? Like, let's address the elephant in the room. Like, this is hot Parmesan in both of our mouths. I used to have to date this guy, and every time we would fuck, we would get a pizza afterwards. We were just like fucking having oh, pizza. Oh, that sounds delightful. And then he said that when he would, every time he would like walk by a pizza place after that, he would like get hard. <laughs> Let me finish my other story. Yes. So somehow we end up on the floor. 
And then we ended up fucking on the floor. And that was the most disappointing thing that you think is going to be hot that is so uncomfortable. I felt like I was dying. I have like hardwood floors. I was pinned beneath his body and the hardwoods. I feel like I was like, like I couldn't slide. I wasn't like lubed up. So I'm just like stuck to the floor. He was naked. I was like, like at one point I felt this guttural sound leave my body. I was like, and I was like, we have to move to the bedroom. Like this is insane. I was recapping it to my friend Jenny the next day. I was like, Jenny, the sound came out of my body because I was being like, I was like between two slabs of wood. I felt like just getting fucked. Ah, but I'm bumped. I know, and I. I was I made some jokes about this for a while because you hear like ludicrous being like I want to lick 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 you from your head to your toes I want to move from the bed down to the down to the floor and I'm like we're not talking about hardwoods here I, apparently you can't be fucking on hardwoods like now ludicrous must have been talking about like a sheepskin rug or a carpet right. even though you got rug burns but I had never fucked on the floor floor quite like that and I was like never again yeah you gotta have clothing if you're gonna fuck on the floor. Right. Like, like you got to have at least a shirt just, or something like that. Maybe I'm just like getting too old. It's also just hard and uncomfortable. Like, I think there's a lot to be said for being in the moment. Like you can bend me over like the counter, a table, like that's fine. But like, I don't think I can be, you know, missionary on the floor anymore in my li- adult life. Could you do it if he was on the floor and you were sitting on top of him? I guess. Yeah, sure. I got a seat. <laughs> you know, like it's of course. What? Okay, but I'm saying like I don't think that'd be comfortable for him. Then. You can't be. Well, he doesn't care. He's a man. Yeah, I guess. He's just happy he's getting laid. Yeah, for sure. That's it. See, now you get my point. They don't care about the parmesan in your mouth. <laughs> they don't care if they are on the hardwoods, parmesan mouth. Men don't care. Yeah. That's why gay men don't care where they have sex. Do you think gay men are more particular about anything than straight men? Like we have this whole the narrative of like straight men don't give a fuck. They're just happy to be with you with a naked woman in the room and whatever. They don't look at anything about your body. Like gay men have preferences. Do you think they're a little more particular. Gay men have they, preferences. I mean, I know there's preferences in terms. Well, of yeah, them. but those preferences yeah. equate to sexual desire sometimes. Yeah, you know, and so like for me, one of the things that I I like his tattoos. Same. Right? I like tattoos. I don't really like men in skinny jeans. So, like, if a guy has, like, if I met a guy and we were going to have sex and he had really, really, really tight skinny yeah. jeans on, I probably we, wouldn't I feel get like hard. We're the same. So, recently I went on a date with a guy. That should be like a great match for me, but no tattoos, which I don't like. This right. is the most hypocr- hypocritical thing about me. I don't have any tattoos, but I only want guys with tattoos. Well, that's what we like what we don't have. Okay. And the skinniest jeans I've ever seen, oh, like God. leggings yeah. almost. And also we had a huge dick. I'm like, are you good? Like, how do you get that dick in those jeans? I mean, you saw it. Yeah. A good dick. It, it was great. Mm. But he had like panties on. Like oh, with, like you can't, wear, you can't wear boxers with jeans that. Well, not boxer, but you can wear boxer briefs. I mean, he was doing a bikini brief. Wow. It's Ugh. fine. Actually, it was. It was. A, it I was mean, listen, I don't mind. Great men. Day, I great... don't mind men in briefs because they can look good. But yeah, skinny jeans, I'm good. Keep it to yourselves, ladies. I mean, keep it to yourselves, guys. <laughs> um, I'm with you. I mean, again, these things aren't. 
those are deal breakers but they if don't I'm turn like me on. super vibing with somebody but yes they don't yes they don't turn me on but I do understand the struggle of like men's jeans like you just have to ask if you don't know what you're doing I mean I used to date a guy that he was still in like a gap boot cut from 95 and wow. I'm like what are we doing here with a flip-flop I was like we can't we got to go shopping was he also like consistently listening to the Gap song from like the khaki songs that they would play over? And me and you, and you and me. Oh. Na, 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 na. Do you remember that? Yes, that's a deep cut. <laughs> but I will say, like, the things you see in the South, like, I was okay with them back then, and now I could never. Like, I don't want to see a guy in a jean. And a flip-flop ever again. Now, now. What kind of jean, though? Like, that's just a very Southern thing. A, 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 like a, a jean and like a rainbow flip-flop. Mm, that's uh, gay. <laughs> you think? It's kind of gay. Flip-flops? Flip-flops seem so like straight guy and like a flip-flop. It's a shower shoe. You think, you know gay guys in a flip-flop? I wear flip-flops. What kind? Adidas Ta- ones over there, and I go to get my Starbucks. Slides. Yeah. Not thong. Flip flop to me. You mean it, like Havana's? Ha- it's toe thong in your toe. Yeah, Havana's. You wear them. Oh God, no. That's what. <laughs> <laughs> slide is different. I'm talking thong flip flop. No, I don't think so. You I, mean like the Birkenstocks? No. See, you don't even know what I'm talking about. You've Do you want to know something? You've been because in New I York? am the least gay person you will ever meet when it comes to fashion. There should be a queer eye for the gay guy. And <laughs> I could be the first person on this fucking show because I know nothing about fashion. Well, I always think you look great. I think you have great style. Yeah, thanks to TJ Maxx mannequins. <laughs> That's your aesthetic. That's my aesthetic. Is TJ Maxx. That's where I get all of my fashion pro tip advice is the mannequins from TJ Maxx and Marshalls. Yeah, I mean, again, I always, we always say, I, we, everything's, but on the podcast, like these things are not like, ew, oh my God, deal breaker, but they don't help and they don't turn me on. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, yeah, like the skinny jean, like you said, and a fucking flip flop. If I see a guy in a skinny jean and a Javiana, no. Also, you're a 90s white girl now. Like, this is a weird vibe. I mean, what if you were in Miami? Then why are you in a skinny jean? I, I've i just been thinking about this. Like, I get turned off a lot yeah. with, with what guys wear. That's understandable. And they should be allowed to wear whatever they want and experiment and try to look cute. But also, you want to be turned on. Mm-hmm. You're not wrong. Okay, thank you. You're not wrong. All right, we are going to move on. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Ashley, for sharing your disappointed story, which also turned into Fashion 101. Uh, just really coming here to vent. Yeah, you know, you're just, my therapist. <laughs> I uh, kind of am. Uh, we are going to move on to the Gay DHD Wheel of oh Q&A. I can see it. my god you are gonna take a few spins on the gay dhd wheel of q and a 
and then we'll uh, we'll answer some questions, and then maybe we can talk about some things that are pressing on your mind that are celebrity gossip, because I feel like you're good at that. Oh, okay. Okay, so spin it. Okay. This wheel can take a lot. You know all of my heart? What? Like, you know what? I don't get it. Spin it harder. Oh, oh I... Th- oh, okay. Where did I start? Where did okay. I like fall into we, French? We lost. We weren't connecting there for a minute. Yeah. All right. Uh, question number one. All right. If you are you just could... making these up on the spot? No. They're in your head. No. One is always the same question. No. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna check with the listeners. Question one. <laughs> well, that concludes. I thought you were going to like pull it out of somewhere. It's just in your head. I know these because I've asked him so many times. Okay, okay, okay. Boy, she is really critical. First, she wants me to be her therapist. And now she's just ragging on me. All right. <sighs> we're going to go back to this. Question number one. So. If you could lose your virginity to any celebrity, living or dead, who would it be? Virginity? Yeah. Just go back and pretend I'm a virgin? Yeah. I mean, back in those days, it just would have been Usher. Really? I was big on Usher. But then I did meet him and I was like, he's so small. <laughs> or, he's short. Or, like, or, he's like 5'2", five, <laughs> like five right? Or Genuine. Because I'm pretty sure I did lose my virginity to a Genuine song. So it could have just been genuine also. I forgot. What was one of the songs that he sang? Differences. My whole life has changed since you came in. But Pony, obviously. Oh. Can I ride it? Yeah. My pony. I can, I can do it. Um, uh-huh. in, in those jeans. Um, In them jeans. Probably. Where you were like. <laughs> I was a huge genuine fan. But genuine kind of. He went viral recently because he was like couldn't really dance he did this oh i know i saw that i was like at that festival and we were like what I know, is I know. that you're like wow <laughs> the shade room they're relentless the shade room is let me tell you something gay men need to start being more <laughs> pr people because the shade that they know how to throw is ridiculous no better no one throw shade better than a gay man not no but ever sometimes you don't even know you just got shaded right that's why they should have a gay man run the white house twitter account <laughs> swear to god they should there should be a gay man running every twitter account. right a gay man should you i don't care deutsche bank you should have a gay man run your twitter account why not i know right that should be on your resume right uh spin it again okay Number five. Okay. If you could have an autobiography written about you, what what would you title your autobiography? Ugh, this is tough. Oscar. Well, no one said the questions were going to be easy. But I don't have this like locked and loaded. Raina has hers. What is it? Um, to the beat of her own drum. 
Oh, I kind of love that. I know. She said her mom always said that about her, and then she got, actually got a tattooed on her. Um, I feel like I should. A view from up here? Huh? Oh, a view because I'm tall? Mm hmm. I'm very good at coming up with. We'll come up with more then. I'll do, we'll do a multiple choice. All right. A view from up here or. This is so tough. And I feel like people have like. You'd be surprised. People have this. In they their have this in their head. I've they seen have it. This, people yeah. have it on their, their dating apps. Yeah. Like I, you know. Mine would be stuck in the stairwell. Um. Because I loved having sex in the stairwell. You've had sex in a stairwell? Oh, God, yeah. Well, did you know this is one of my goals for the year? Is to have sex in a stairwell? Oh, no, to have sex in my building before I move out in December. Oh, yeah. Always just go into your build to go into your stairwells and see if they have cameras. They don't. I've already looked into there it. There you go. I asked the doorman. I made sure. Yeah, you don't ask. <laughs> don't that's ask. Your first, don't, that's the first one. Don't red ask, flag. don't tell. That's my yeah. autobiography name. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Don't ask. Don't, don't ask. Don't. Hustle tell. Um, it's hustle time. Hustle time. <laughs> Let's go with a different question. Spin that one more time, Ashley. Yeah, can we cut this? Yeah. I'm not to, cutting it because I'll it's brilliant. I'll get back brilliant. to you. Four. Number four. Okay. Okay. Uh, if you could be any animal, what animal would you be and why? I mean, definitely a bird. Okay. Um, like probably like a fucking eagle. They're just kind of badass. And like, I would, I mean, I think I feel like I wanted to be a bird when I was a kid. Like just flying is where it's at. Mm, okay. So, what's another like dope bird? I like the eagle. They're kind yeah. of they're kind of rare. You get excited when you see them. And I'm a I'm a Philly fan, so go birds. All right, spin it one more time. <laughs> nine. Okay. It's my if, favorite number. <clears throat> if you is nine number is nine. I mean, my birthday is July 9th and. Oh my god, I love that. Mm -hmm. If you could redo. A failure from your past, but the only way that you could redo it is by sacrificing a current accomplishment. Would you do it? And if so, what would that failure be? I mean, I wouldn't. I just feel like we are who we are because of the mistakes and the lessons and the failures and the successes. So I look back on things like, I wish I would have done that differently. I wish that didn't happen. But I, if we all lived a perfect life we wouldn't be the people that we are no thanks so. for that ted talk answer listen my life Jesus is great what did you what do you think i was gonna give up some of this <laughs> what would i give up i mean if ashley if we just did one podcast where ashley answered questions it would take five minutes but I truly because she'd just be like, I'd be like, so what is your definition of the meaning of life? And she'd be like, well, but I truly girls gotta believe. Eat, I it. truly believe this. Like, there's some shit that I'm like, damn, I wish I'd never had like done that. Yeah, you know. But like, the lessons that it 
taught me have okay. like impacted me today. Okay. I will say I kind of like in college, I just kind of like didn't take enough credits early on in college when it was like easier. And then I had to take like so many more credits my senior year. And I do regret that because I would have liked to just party a little bit more. I regretted it for quite some time because that's like you're supposed to enjoy that time the most. And I like kind of fucked myself. Oh, like okay. I got to college. I was really depressed. And I was like, I'm only going to take 12 credits. And there like, we go. We're getting deeper a little bit. Uh, I haven't been deep. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I just like this is stupid. I was kind of making a joke. But I did think about that for years later that I was like, I just kind of fucked myself. And I could have just like enjoyed that last semester a little bit more. I'm very good at getting answers out of people. Thank you very much for spinning on. Is the that gaby. even good? That is a good answer. Okay. I love you so much. And I'm so glad that you came on. Oh, Oscar. I want you to know that you have been the longest guest that has been on. Oh, Oscar. And that means a lot okay. because that means that we had so much fun and I really appreciate you. And I love you as a friend because you're very supportive and you're an overall genuinely good person Thanks. that you don't necessarily always find in such a overcrowded industry. Thank you. I feel the same about you. Thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> I really appreciate uh, all of my listeners taking the opportunity and taking the time to listen to my podcast. It means a lot. You guys are so much fun. And the more places and spaces that I grow into, the more I would love for you to share with those people that are in your neighborhoods or in your gayborhoods. Uh, but this has been Oh Oscar with Ashley Hesseltine. Where can folks see you, Ashley, and where can they find you? You can listen to Girls Gotta Eat podcast and now watch on YouTube. You can subscribe, watch full episodes. We just started that. So Girls Gotta Eat wherever you listen to podcasts and also Girls Gotta Eat on YouTube. And then I am Ash Hess on all social media, A-S-H-H-E-S-S, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and then ashhess.com is my website. We will be in Denver. Those shows are all sold out though. Um, so if you can't make it to Denver, get those tickets. I will then be the following weekend, um, in Nashville and Atlanta. Oh my but God. My tours, my, and then girls got E. We're announcing our tour for 2023 soon. Oh my so. God. I am so excited. And then vibes only. Yeah. Have a great weekend. Bye, Bye everyone. <laughs>